My name is Stephen Downey and you're very welcome to episode 2 of the Mindful Living Guide. In this week's episode, I get to talk to Karina Duffy, a body and mind transformation coach. We talk about many parts of Karina's life and the difference that meditation has made to her life to release that inner girl that's been trapped for so many years and also the difference it makes to her business right now and the clients that come to her every time. It's a great conversation and I really hope you enjoy it. So sit back and enjoy the Mindful Living Guide. Today on the Mindful Living Podcast... We have Karina Duffy, who is a body and mind transformation coach. Karina helps women upgrade their health, mindset and body, releasing excess body weight and declutter the mind. Karina Duffy, you are so welcome to the Mindful Living Guide. Stephen, thanks Emil for having me. I'm honoured to be on your show, so thank you. And I also have to say a big thank you because this show would not be happening without the encouragement from yourself to actually just get up and do it. So thank you so much. So before we start, can you tell me who is Karina Duffy? So I'm Karina. I'm a mom of two. I help women in all aspects of their life. Um, they come to me for weight loss, but then during the weight loss course and as they start to release some weight, they actually realize that there's so much other things in life that, you know, that they, they should be, we'll say, looking forward to and that the weight was just dragging them down. And I suppose coming from a personal stance, that was me. Um, my clients now are me six, eight, seven years ago. Do you know that kind of way? I can see myself in them. And they come to me for weight loss and I'm like going, once they start, once they know the mechanics and the science, how to lose weight, and this is how you do it, they can box it off and then start looking at other areas of their life that they want to upgrade. So... So From it's like personal... the, the weight loss is like a symptom and but yeah. there's underlying things that that need to to be not I won't say fixed I won't say anything wrong but to be worked on maybe yeah to be worked on yeah because from personal from my own self we'll say I had a lot of we'll say people say mental issues but I don't like that it's mental declutter mental clutter and a lot of noise in the head that you just need to filter out and um I love the quote that Brian Keane says and I always quote it what you focus on expands. So for me personally, I was focusing on the negative from my childhood um, and it was expanding and expanding. So then to kind of take the focus off that, I started looking at my weight at a very young age um, and trying to control my weight when I was a teenager um, trying to control the food, thinking it was going to make me better. And I was doing this right up until about four or five years ago, trying to control my fitness, my health in the gym every day, do you, know what, do you know what it was like, Stephen? It's like a bottle of Coke. Do you know when you shake a bottle of Coke and you open up the lid and you want to let it out, but you close it up again? Right. <laughs> You're bubbling. And I, my release to let the, those emotions out at the time was exercise and dieting. But when I actually started to release what was going on, the focus went off the diet and the food and the exercise. And I was able to relax a little bit more. And it's funny enough, the mindfulness and the breathing kind of helped me do that. I was blown away when, um, if you take it back to January this year, when I saw you speak for, was that actually, was that your first ever time speaking? Uh, yeah, ever. Wow. Yeah, ever. You introduced the, whole, the talk and you asked everyone to breathe, take a big, big deep breath. And you showed the difference that 
mindfulness and just to breathing and uh, made to your life at the time. And I actually, I, I have a quote, I did a bit of research and I have a quote you, you said at the time about it. You said that we need to slow down and check in with our body and mind to feel what unwanted thoughts, feelings and emotions we may be carrying that hold us back from reaching our true potential. Exercise, meditation and deep breathing work has taught me to forgive, let go, stand tall, move forward and share my story. And you shared some story that night. Do you want to bring us back to that night, if, if that's comfortable with you, to, to talk about that yeah. story? Yeah, so I suppose that was, I'm I'm very transparent. And I felt like this was holding me back from a lot of areas in my life because it wasn't just me at the time. Um, in my early childhood, there was me and there was a host of other kind of family members that was affected by sexual abuse at the time. And I just felt like I it was holding me back. I'd get so far in my career and I felt like I was being a fraud. Do you know that kind of way? I felt like I, I, I'm not going through my life purpose if I can't let this out and help other people. And I discovered that um, through counseling sessions oh, about four years ago, maybe three years ago, I remember my counselor said, I, I was I was getting to the point where I was releasing my emotions, but I'd stop and then I changed the subject. And she said, you know what? You need to go and do meditation. And I went, yeah, right. So I never really knew what meditation was. I went to a yoga class the odd time, but never really got into the flow. I used to admire other people crying after yoga sessions. And I was like, I'd love to be able to release stuff like that I'd, without using exercise. Do you know that kind of way? Like physical sweat. Um, and she told me I was doing too much exercise at the time. But I said, look, it's my release. I feel good. But she goes, you're putting a plaster on your emotions. So I went to a meditation class and um, it was funny because there was a lady there at the class. I forget her name, but she's a real woman movement. She lives in Renla. And I remember going, I know you from somewhere. So I Googled her and she's a big, massive power to the women. All this crack. Right. So I kind of felt comfortable that I was in good company. But she snored a lot during the meditation. So it took me a few classes to get into it. But I remember in the when you did your talk, you said that I, were you the only person under 60 in the meditation classes or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were all snoring. But then I was the one snoring. But cutting a long story short, that was the first time I got into my head of actually the peace. So what showed up during one of the meditations was a little girl running through the fields. And I just felt like I just started crying. And I was like, oh, God, that's just so peaceful. And I remember I came back into my counselor the next week and I said, you know, what? I would happily die now if I know that that's where I'm going. And she started crying. But it wasn't until I actually heard what I said, I went, whoa that was a bit deep I was like she goes but you don't want to die Karina and I said no I actually don't I want to live my life but if this is what it's going to look like after I've lived my life I'll be happy and she was like but why not be in peace now and I said I don't know how to be in peace I just know run 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 and um, so she taught me then that you know the breathing technique and to use that um, not not to use exercise all the time but I started to use the breathing but I didn't really know the effects of the breathing until I met Paula Ralph, another lady within our network. And my divorce was last year. And I remember I had a session with her and she went through the deep, deep, deep breathing. And I just felt like I was in a trance for about three minutes. And um, she taught me then how to breathe properly to before my divorce. And I did it for a full week. And I just felt my, like my shoulders relaxed after it. It was, oh, 
And to the point then I started investigating the breathing a bit more with another guy, a breathing expert over in Sandyford. And uh, myself and my two kids went to him and I was there, God, there really is power in just breathing and letting go. And then I really wanted to do that talk, we can and we will, but I didn't think I was going to talk about what I did. I, because, you know, I could, I could stand up and talk about my job all day, every day, but when it's about myself, I'm like, I get scared, but I just felt like I needed to do this, not only for me, but for the other girls involved and for my mom and for my dad to let them know that I'm not letting this rule my life anymore. Do you know that kind of way? You're, so, you're, se- I, you're setting where the story ends. You know, you're deciding on what, what the narrative is from now on. Yeah, this was it. And this was it. Um, I just needed to let go. But in order to do that, I felt like I needed to stand up there and, and say it. Because as, as mom said the last day, she rings me now all the time. And every time I do a live, she's like, oh, I'm so proud of you, Karina. There's so many people that go to their grave with what you let go and what you set out. And I said, it's true. I said, that stuff makes you sick. And it was making me sick. I had stomach problems, sore throats. Um, I just felt like I wasn't being my authentic self if I didn't let this out because I want to help people through everything, all, all aspects of life. And at the same time, if I can't be truthful about where I was in the middle part and where I'm going and what helped me get there, I, I just felt like I wasn't being true to myself or others, you know? Um, so it was a bit of a journey. I had to go to Jerry Duffy's speaker school and I remember I sweated so much I was disgusting. Um, and I remember I just let it out. And that talk that I did in January was completely different than Jerry Duffy's speaker school. It was, I'm sure he was. He looked at me and he was- It was the stepping stone to get there. It was the, yeah. it was the, the confidence that you needed to build to get your true story out. And I just think it's an amazing journey to be on because even like it's like January, it's it seems like a lifetime away because of COVID and because of everything that's happened this year. But you are in a totally different space now and you are literally transforming people day by day. So what does that look like now compared to then? And like how what difference are you seeing from from the brave steps that you've taken? What difference are you seeing to other people now? Um. Oh, huge difference. And you know what? because I was I felt like I wasn't telling the truth to protect other people you know in my family and all that and since I started just being truthful I'm able to help people on a deeper level do you know that kind of way um I'm able to be more truthful to girls and coaching calls and groups going look at I know what it's like I've been there um and it's funny because one of uh, the eight-week course that I started during COVID and one of the modules is breathing and we do a full week on just breathing and it's only box breathing it's only 10 minutes it's only 10 big deep breaths three times a day but I feel like that's my go-to if I feel like I'm triggered because look at even though I release so much and even though I'm still working on myself to this day there is triggers that come up that I don't know they're triggers until I go through the emotion then I'm like wow that really triggered me and I go back to my breath and and at the end of the day if we can bring it back to ourselves and listen to see what's going on inside. It's it's like an focus. anchor, isn't it? It's like an yeah. anchor that's there to, to support you because I feel like it's like I know through my own uh, life that like life is never going to be perfect. There's always going to be ups and downs. But once you have these tools to just anchor yourself when 
the ship is getting in a storm and things are getting good because there is going to be other storms there is going to be other things that are coming over and over again but it's having those tools in your toolbox so it's amazing to know that as part of your program that you're doing for people that their breathing is a big part of that it's not just about the fitness it's not just about the calorie counting i don't know do you do calorie counting actually yeah we do the first week is all about getting into a calorie deficit because then the girls just see the confidence that the weight's going to just happen and everything else is what's inside our two ears it really is everything everything like um i'm knees deep now uh, in rtt which works with the mind in a deeper level from where childhood um and everything that we everything our reactions to most things in life now i'm discovering comes from our childhood early childhood years of what we seen, what we heard and um, the emotions we went through, the experience that we went through, good, bad and the ugly. They're all our reactions definitely stem from when we were a kid. Does that make sense? Um, and I suppose I would just say to your listeners, just be very careful because I know I was I was able to share my story and I had my parents back in um, and I had the back enough people close to me. But I do know since then, listening to other people's stories that they don't have that back in. They, they release their story and they're unheard still because the, the people that tell don't want to deal with it. So my advice would be is just to stay in your own boots, look after yourself, go get the help that you deserve and you need. And the one thing that I've done is I've brought that little girl into me now and I'm showing her what the world looks like by stepping into the boots I want to step into. Does that make sense? That is absolutely beautiful. You know that it's just yeah, she's with me now. Yeah. <laughs> that in, instead of that little girl hiding uh, away for all the rest of your life, she's with you and she's you're bringing her out to you. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And I understand absolutely what you're saying. Um, just there about different people and different perspectives. That everybody's on a different journey, and yeah. just because you're on your journey or I'm on my journey, it doesn't mean that other people will react the way you expect them to react. And it's not. It's yeah. It's just that that's that's their perspective and that's like it, it goes back to what you're saying about early childhood like it's it's how your whole life is uh your perspective on life is and i think when you step in what i call it stepping into your light like you have to um just really live your true life it's such an amazing thing um can i ask actually a question um if i if i threw the term at you mindful living what do you think that looks like to you now right now to me it's looking at all aspects of my life and to make sure the wheel is turning and I'm not kind of falling over. So before I used to think, oh, once I eat healthy and once I move my body, but now really the, the, where I'm digging deep is my relationships with people. So mindfulness living for me now is, am I present, which I, I'm going to be honest, I find it hard sometimes because I love my job. I love, I love, what I do and I find it very hard then to look at other aspects of my life which is my relationship with my partner my kids and at the moment mindful living to me is trying to balance out everything and not to give a hundred percent to one thing and then for me to regret it in a few months time or in a few years time going I wish does that make sense so right now it's for me and I talk about this a lot with the girls they come on the course for weight loss and once they box that off and they don't have to worry about it anymore, then I say to them, right, what other areas will make your life flourish that doesn't involve weight? And I ask them to look at their relationships with their friends, the five people around them. And it's funny because I'm doing that now and I'm really working on my relationship, really working on relationship with the kids. And to me, if I can balance out that wheel of life a little bit better and 50 percent to everything, that's my thing now. 
I try not to give 100% to one thing unless there's a deadline. But if I can give 50% to my food, my fitness, my relationship, my partner, the time with people that I need to give the time with, then I'm happy. So that's mindfulness to me now. But again, if I don't bring it back to myself and ground myself and those, because, you know, Stephen, I don't want to be one of these that gets really flighty. And it happened to me before in business where I was doing really well and I don't want to lose the run of myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, you want, you want to stay grounded in who you are. And I think you're, you've yeah. definitely got a perspective on that from, like you're saying, with that little girl inside you and then that you're bringing her on this journey now to, to see all these amazing things. And it's it's a whole different conversation when we talk about our imposter syndrome and what can, can come up sometimes that yeah. uh, when we do when we're not grounded and we kind of uh, the fear kicks in as well and it's we're all human you know and i think you summed it up so perfectly there that it life is about balance it's about appreciating those ups and downs and having that that support and that groundedness inside us to be able to deal with all these different situations whether it's amazing or whether it's we perceive it not to be so amazing but um, yeah. thank you so much um you're very I, welcome i'll leave it i'm gonna there's a question i'm gonna ask all of my uh my guests uh over the podcast and it's if you can give a, a, a personal tip for how to live a mindful life and i think you probably covered most of it there but what tip would you give someone to live a mindful life for me i always say we are blessed to be here every day like we really are and for me if i can open the day and close the day with something positive and be grateful um, because we don't know what life is going to throw in the middle. And if we can open the day up, the minute we open our eyes and we can train ourselves to do this, as you know, Stephen, we can train ourselves to go, geez, I'm delighted I'm here today. Now we, we can, it took me a while to do that, but we can. But my thing is if you can open the day up for two or three things that you're grateful for, that you're able to get up, you're able to go to a job, you're able to do something, you know, go out and be happier, even breathe, and then close the day with going, whatever happened, I'm going to think of one grateful thing that happened today, and then you're able to sleep at night. And try to clutter your mind. That's my tip is try to clutter your mind at nighttime, even on uh, notes, on the phone, a diary. If something's bothering you, put it in the diary and close it and deal with it tomorrow. Yeah, fantastic that was brilliant karina listen thank you so much for being a guest on the show um you're our first official guest and i hope we have many more you have been fantastic you've opened my mind to many things um if people want to get in touch with about your programs what how will we get in touch with you yeah i'm on instagram karina duffy weight loss coach i'm on facebook my website will hopefully be out in four weeks time i'm i'm saying this forever but you know what the it'll it'll be ready when it's ready but the best place you can get me on is instagram or facebook karina duffy weight loss coach i'm always there karina duffy thank you so much for being on the mindful living show thanks Stephen. so there you have our interview with karina duffy i really hope you enjoyed it uh, i think it's also important to say that Meditation is what worked for Karina on her journey and everybody's journey is different. So we might need different tools at different times. If anything that we discussed today has triggered you in any way and you feel that you need extra support, one great place in Ireland that I would recommend reaching out to is the HSC helpline. It's a text line and it's 50808. It's always manned and there's always someone there that can talk to you no matter how big or small the conversation you want to have. If you enjoyed the episode, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast or Google Podcast to get notified of future episodes. 
If you'd like to join our Mindful Living community, uh, we have a free Facebook group. And if you search for Mindful Living Guide community on Facebook, you'll find us there. At the moment, we're doing a great challenge called 100 Mindful Moments, where we just capture a moment each day for the last 100 days of 2020. We know there's a lot has happened in 2020, so it's always good to just practice that gratitude muscle and hopefully we'll get through into 2021 with any hiccups. Take care. This has been Stephen Downey and this is the Mindful Living Guide.